Manimal here. It is Monday, January 1st, and today on a brand new episode of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we found Wander Franco. We're also going to give you the five things that the Rangers need to have happen for a repeat in 2024, and we've got some bullpen talk. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Happy New Year. And just in case anyone hasn't told you yet this year, your Texas Rangers are the defending World Series champions for the 2024 Major League Baseball season. Couldn't be happier. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And as always, you can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That's F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TXRangersWTV. And don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. No www dot needed. Joining me today, my co-host, as always, the 300-pound minimal, a.k.a. Bull, a.k.a. Bull Knight. Cowl. Bull, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a Bull Knight for sure. Uh, we're, uh, you, you know, it, it's the new year, 2024. It, it feels a lot like going into 2023 to me. Because here we are once again, and we're excited about Ranger baseball in January. Yeah. And, you know, even with the Rangers kind of being, you know, stick to their guns with what they have, the excitement is starting to build up as we do. We did our Down on the Farm uh, show earlier, and it gets me, it gets, it gets us excited about those guys that are, that are, well, just that down on the farm. And, uh, you know, the new year, well, happy new year to everybody first and foremost, but the new year, the Rangers is the same old excitement for the Rangers from last year for me. And uh, today I thought with, uh, we've, we've wrapped up our top 15 moments of the season, which, which congratulations to you uh, on, on, on r- reminding me every day and keeping us on top, on top of that until it like stuck. So a, a big, a big congratulations to you on on getting us through that and making sure that that uh, happened. And uh, um, so so happy that we uh, um, are starting a new season here. And uh, um, you know, it's it's just baseball's got me excited, and I'm I'm going to give us five things that the, that need to happen with this Rangers club if they stand pat right now uh, for a repeat to happen. We've got that. We've got some bullpen talk today, um, where, where we know we know what some of the pieces are going to be, and we've brought some pieces in, and there's some guys on the uh, 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 non-roster invitee that might, you know, enter into the conversation. So there's a lot of excitement uh, on on figuring out what this bullpen's going to be, and and somehow being, you know, at least fifty percent better than it was last year. Rangers would have won like 120 games last year if they'd have closed some games down. <laughs> um, and then, uh, 
you know, we'll go around the league. It's pretty dead around the league here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'll turn it back over to you. Um, oh, before I do, though, I have to remind everybody that on, on X, uh, Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok, Bull Pro. So I'm out there on those social medias. If you got some Ranger questions, direct them at me. And uh, as a lot of guys that send me questions, we'll let you know that uh, I respond and I will, uh, I'll talk Ranger baseball with you all day because I really have nothing better going on. And it's really what I do now. <laughs> well, you know, um, are we, do, are we doing the, um, are we going to do our new year's resolutions? Are we going to kick it off with that? Yeah, let's kick it off with our, uh, uh, new year, new boys, right? Like new, is that, 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 that didn't sound great. We'll, we'll come up. That's a working title. We'll come up. <laughs> well, Hey, you know what? It was, uh, <laughs> it was your, it was your great idea, which I, that'd mean that with no sarcasm. So I'm going to go ahead and let you kick us off with it and, uh, tell us, tell us what your new year's resolutions are going to be for 2024. I guess we're talking for the as it relates to the Texas Rangers. Well, yeah, my first one is I'm going to try and make it out to more games this year and uh, make it more of a priority to be there on a more regular basis, even if it's just me getting in the car and going by myself. If I can't, you know, force the bull man out of his house or uh, sometimes he don't like to make those walks across the, the parking lots and stuff. And I don't blame him. That's why we go to high school games, because, you know, you just park right next to the stadium and you you walk in, you know, so it's easy. That's why we we do that. But anyways, uh, uh, digression, digression, digression. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and make it out to more games, uh, not just uh, games at Globe Life. I want to make it out to uh, Round Rock and, and Frisco more often and uh, maybe even check out some of the other minor league stadiums that are around here, uh, maybe Sugarland or Corpus Christi or uh, – um, Oklahoma City, some of those stadiums, make it out to those and, and, and check out more baseball, that brand new stadium that they just built in Amarillo. Wouldn't mind checking that out. Uh, um, so it, that's my New Year's resolution as a Rangers fan is, is getting out to more of the games this year and, uh, you know, putting putting uh, what I tell you to do to, to, to the uh, task and do it myself. Well, you know, I uh, it's hard to it's hard to not want to follow that follow up with the same sentiment. Um, you know, I I want to say I made it to 10, 10 games last year. That was probably the most uh, baseball games I've ever been to uh, in one season. But I don't think uh, in in my first uh, I think my first playoff first playoff baseball as well. So uh, for for me, it was kind of a record um, a record thing for me. Um, so I mean, let me let me keep it fresh and give you give you guys something new. Um, a New Year's resolution for me would be, as it relates to uh, to the show and, and to the Rangers, would be just be a little more engaging and involved uh, on social media with with our fans. That's a good one. That is that's a good one because uh, you know the the fans. That, that reach out to me, I really do enjoy, I really enjoy talking to them and I really enjoy, you know, 
talking about what the Rangers have coming up and what they're doing and all of that stuff. And, you know, I mean, I'm as much a fan as anybody. I mean, I just love the game and, and love, and love, uh, I was going to say wrestling right there, but, <laughs> but baseball is, is more of a, a first love to me than, than wrestling ever was. Baseball just wasn't ever an option for me as an athlete. Right. Right. No, it, it definitely same here wasn't as much of a of an option. But hey, so we got our New Year's resolutions. Bull's gonna make it some more games. I'm gonna be a little more engaging on social media as it relates to the podcast. And then we found Wander Franco. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, we last last show we were playing Where's Wander Franco, which Wander and Waldo are pretty close to the same in spelling. Uh, usually they could put a red and white suit on him and and just like have him placed somewhere within the Dominican Republic and it would be like a new a new fun game that they could play. Um, maybe drawings, whatever, you know, like a, a coloring books like Waldo is in, uh, originally or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I saw that he was arrested. He wasn't arrested for any of the uh, allegations that were made against him. He was arrested for skipping the court date that he had that we talked about the last time. Um, but we're going to keep following this thing as it uh, continues to develop. And I imagine that the, at some point there will be charges placed against Wander Franco. But, you know, hey. I don't know how the Dominican Republic due process works and it, and it probably doesn't work the same way as uh, it does here in Texas. So we're just going to have to keep an eye on it. Yeah, it should be. Uh, I, I definitely think it'll be a very interesting, um, you know, turn of events or however you want to put it, just series of events. And, and it'll probably be something like, um, something that the league and, and, you know, we, we have, it's just going to be an ongoing deal. And, and I can't imagine. Yeah. And, and I'd assume. The game. Uh, yeah. And I would assume that Wander Franco's baseball career is probably over regardless of what comes of it. Yeah. I mean, unless there's like some major, like, you know, everybody goes back on what they've said. And I mean, and even in that case, I mean, the damage alert. Yeah, the damage has been done, and we've talked about the players and that this has happened to in the past. And you know, I mean, there were all there were guys that were all stars one year, like Addison Russell, and then in the next year, he's not anywhere to be seen in the league. So, you know, it's it's happened to it's happened to guys in the past, and 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 I mean, you know, when, when you do the things that these guys have been, uh, you know charged or or uh you know it, it's it's you can't you you can't justify it you can't make excuses for them there's nothing to say for them except for man you gotta live with that life that you made for yourself yeah and that's the yeah. same thing with wander franco here yeah it is a very unfortunate series of events but i'll tell you what's not going to be a series of unfortunate events i'm pretty pumped man january 26th Brick and Damo are going to go at it. And I mean, you know, the internet is, it's, it's heated. It's heating up <laughs> with, with the trash talk that these guys are doing. Um, 
so it should be an interesting show. I'm really looking forward to it. As much as I love both of those guys and I hate to see them fight each other, uh, from a fan's perspective, you couldn't ask for a better match uh, at the independent wrestling level. Yeah, and as, as a trainer to see, you know, your guys on top of the, one of the, the better shows that's going on in, in the country right now, it's, it's a satisfying um, it's satisfying as well. But at the same time, you know, I'd, I'd love to see these guys continue to work together and, and destroy everyone instead of destroying themselves. But, you know, as two grown men, they got to do what they've got to do. And uh, no matter which way I try and sway the guys, it ain't going to change where they're both at at this point. Um, so um, on January 26th, it's a Friday night at the Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth, Texas. It's just a stone's throw south of the Interstate Highway 30. These two guys, they're going to duke it out. They're going to beat each other up. And I, I hope this building's big enough to handle what they're going to do. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see, uh, you know, these guys end up outside in the middle of Lipscomb or something like that with the hatred and the heat, the heated, uh, the, the heatedness that is going to probably come from it. So wouldn't be shocked for, for anything that happened in this thing. It's going to be a big time. You should come out and check it out because I mean, it's, it's like 15, 20 bucks general admission. You get in there. Martin house is going to give you free beer all night. I forgot. I keep forgetting to tell people that, and that's like one of the best selling points of the whole thing. Our guys, Big Dogs Hot Dogs and Kelly's Onion Burgers, are going to be out back, and uh, the Starry's Ice Cream Lady is going to be there, and everybody needs some Starry's ice cream. If you don't even go to the show, just search out Starry's Ice Cream and go get some. Yeah, go get some. Like, ice cream. I, like, like Starry's Ice Cream Lady doesn't pay us anything to say this. No. No, she's just a nice lady that makes some of the most delicious ice cream I've ever had in my entire life. So Friday, January 26th, you can get in on those sweet treats yourselves, or you can just come on out for the wrestling action. But bell time will be about 8 p.m., and uh, I can't imagine that there's going to be anything but uh, some some brutal violence that night. Yeah, it's going to be definitely going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fighting, as they would say, as we would say out here in Texas. So fixing to go down it's fixing fixing to go down hey so we got five things that the texas rangers are gonna have to continue to do or going to have to do this year in order to repeat as world champions with this lineup as it is i'm ready to talk about this this is really exciting uh we you know right now of course what's going to happen predictably if if everything goes to the way things go, we're going to talk about what this team's going to do without signing anybody, and then they'll go sign two people tomorrow. Um, well, that's how it normally works, yeah. So, like, maybe this is just a little reverse psychology from the old manimal. Yeah, it could, it could definitely work that way because it seems to work this way all the time. But let's jump into that. That's a good, going to be a good talking point, and uh, it's going to be one of those where we're going to have to reel ourselves in. So we'll, we'll give one opinion each. Hopefully, and keep if, it. Keep yeah, it if nothing changes and the Rangers, just like us, are going into 2024 the exact same way that they uh, that the, they're they are right now, these are the five things I think need to happen for the Rangers to repeat in 2024. Number right. five. Okay. The offense has to continue to score runs at record paces. Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, if the if the offense continues to score at the pace that they scored runs last year, and they can get any kind of help, bullpen help at the back end of it, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, I mean, there's no reason why the starting rotation that they have right now and the guys that they have on the next level can't win ball games in the big leagues. Yeah, I think I think you have a great point offensively. You know, the team last year, the one of the things we noticed that when the Rangers would continually score runs, as we call it, maybe piling on runs, um, when they would do that throughout the throughout the game, it was almost like a guaranteed win for them. Yeah, those, those in between innings, you know, the Rangers were good about getting on the board early and and scoring early in games a lot of the times, but those middle innings when they continued to just pile runs on and just put their foot on teams' throats, those are the same things that they've got to do this year. That, that, that can't change any, and there's no reason to believe that will change any because at this point right now, I mean, they're going in with the exact same infield set and the same outfield that they had in the World Series, so there's no reason to believe that the Rangers can't do the same things at the plate this year that they did. And I mean, I've, I know this is like some elementary stuff. This isn't like, we're not like changing the game by going over these, but at the same time, the reminder is not so much the about anything else than what this team did last year at the plate. Like that's the reminder of what this is and how good this team was at the plate last year. And there weren't just lulls of offense. Like, even whenever the team went through bad stretches, the offense was there a lot of the times. They just weren't getting the relief pitching or shutting the games down that they needed to. Yeah, and one other thing about the offense that probably doesn't get we, – we probably haven't talked about enough um, is the fact that, you know, they when they were at their best, they were making um, – they were having great at-bats. And again, not trying to be redundant here or or oversimplify, but like when the team was having really good at bats, when they were really working pitchers, uh, working these starting pitchers to the point to where you saw um, you saw that they had to get into their uh, bullpen earlier. That really made a huge difference for the Rangers to be able to um, you know start scoring more runs. On, yeah. Yeah, and pile on runs, and that was a huge part of what made them so successful last year. And so I couldn't agree more. I think you're 100% right that the offense has to continue to move uh, at the same rate or even better. It's possible even better uh, than they did last year. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, number four. The Simeon-Seager middle infield combo has to be similar to last year. Now, it doesn't have to be as good and both of them be front runners for the MVP. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that good, but it has to be similar. It has to be those guys in the lineup almost every day. When they're in the lineup, they're producing. They can't have long lulls like they had in 2022. That's got to be more like 2023 where both those guys are consistent. We can't have a start to the season where Marcus Simeon doesn't show up at all. Um, those are little things that, you know, uh, Simeon being such a catalyst for this thing last year, driving in a hundred runs, scoring a hundred runs, being an MVP candidate, playing a stellar 
gold glove caliber defense at second base. And the same thing with Seager. When Seager was in the lineup last year, Seager was the best player, maybe, maybe the best short, like maybe the best shortstop in the league. For sure, the best shortstop in the league, maybe the best player in the league. So you've got to have those guys in the lineup. I know Seager missed some time last year, but you'd like to believe that he's going to play at least as much this year as he did last year, hopefully more even. And those two guys have got to show up and they've got to continue to be those guys that were that who they were in 2023 every day. You knew they were going to be in the lineup. You knew they were going to be one, two, and you knew that they were going to drive in the bottom of the run, the bottom of the order. And they were going to be on in front of a Dallas Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, I, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to one up it um, <laughs> on this one. I think they have to be as good, if not better. And I, I think just that, I think even as good might be given the circumstances that we're in right now, you know, like given the fact that we're going to talk about the starting pitching and we're going to talk about, you know, just, you know, what we're, what we're up against right now. Um, I think those guys really have to have, um, I would say like uh, historic numbers, at least in the first half um, until we, you know, as we kind of have mentioned, we're, we're wanting to, we'll talk about here in a little bit, the quote unquote reinforcements come. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, again, I mean, what they were last year, I don't know if they have to be MVP candidates like they were because I think you're going to get, you're going to see a year of growth from young. I think you're going to see a year of growth from high. I think you're going to see the same or similar uh, in Adolis Garcia as well. And I think you're going to see more power next year from Nate Lowe. I, I think you're right about Nate Lowe. Um, I also think, too, like just a healthy Seeger. Um, and a health, you know, you assume we assume Simeon's going to be healthy, but a healthy Simeon and a healthy Seeger uh, for the majority of the year, I think, um, will take care of. Will basically kind of take care of it. Will make it take care of itself. Agree. Uh, yeah, I that, think that's so. kind of how I feel about it. And and that's what well, that's the only thing we could ask probably better for them is just to to get a healthy to have more of a healthy um, have them both healthy for the whole year. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, you saw that in 2022, so, you know, you're hoping to see that again in 2024. Absolutely. So what you got next? All right, so number three, they must, must, like all capital letters, get contributions from young pitchers early in the season. Yeah. They've got to. They're, they're going to need an Owen White, a Zach Kent, a Jack Leiter, a Cole Wynn, um, and and I'll even take it a step farther, a Mark Church or an Antoine Kelly, they are going to need those guys to step up and be, um, you know, co- contributors to this ball club because otherwise, you know, if they don't get that and they're going to rely on on a on a, a starting rotation that is is not going to be you know, the best starting rotation that they throw out there for the season, you're going to have to get contributions from young pitchers. And I think it starts with Owen White. I think Zach Kent, Cole Wynn, 
and Jack Leiter are kind of that next level. And then, you know, in the bullpen, you're really wanting to see something from Antoine Kelly and Mark Church this year and for them to make gains to where you can see those guys being, you know, uh, everyday contributors and guys that you can rely on in the bullpen. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I know that they've, they've added a couple of bullpen guys that could help, but I think it's going to be more important for church and Kelly to kind of solidify jobs themselves in this bullpen this year. No, I, I agree. I think that, that the bullpen itself just being better, um, could make all the difference uh, in the world in terms of helping out with the starting pitching. And let's not forget the bullpen did have stretches last year, especially at the beginning of the year where they weren't, where they definitely weren't bad. I mean, I mean, we, we had talked about like at points where we said, Hey, um, you know, when they started to struggle, we kind of, we kind of made reference to the point that we're like, yeah, but remember these guys have been playing better than we had expected all year. Now they're finally just kind of playing like we thought they would. Um, yeah. but well, and they had they had another stretch in June when they brought a role this Chapman on that that really kind of helped sturdy things, and they were getting good work from Will Smith, and uh, you know, so they had moments last year. But I think like having guys that can solidify their spots in the bullpen, especially young guys, can really change the whole aspect of things because you kind of thought you had that in Brock Burke last year. You're hoping that you're going to have that with him. Same thing with Jonathan Hernandez. So you're kind of hoping that those guys are going to be better. And those are guys, those are young guys too. I mean, both those guys are you know, 25, 26 years old as well. So you, you, those are still young guys that have to contribute. And I would put Jonathan Hernandez and Brock Burke in that category as well. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you can't forget. And Brock Burke is kind of one that, that, you know, wouldn't you, would you like to see have a more of a contribution and a better uh, contribution overall um, than he did down the stretch last year. So, hundred percent, a hundred thousand percent. On what else you got? All right, number two, they're going to need the reinforcements to produce when healthy. Oh. So, and what I mean by that is when you when you start getting to that point in the year where you're going to get Scherzer and Molly for sure back, and you're thinking that you may get Degrom back when they get back. They, their production has to be what you expected them to be. Yeah. And no, that, that's, I mean, that's, I mean it, it's pretty simple and it's pretty straightforward, but it's really important because they've got, you know, $80 million, uh, probably closer to $100 million designated for those two guys, those three guys that are going to be coming off of the 60-man uh, you know, middle of the season. So you, you've got to have them produce. They've got to produce like that, you know, 80 to a hundred million dollars that they're getting paid. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, definitely couldn't agree more on that. Uh, what else you got? And the number one, the number one thing that has to happen, the youth has to continue to get better. Mm. Evan Carter, Leody Tavares, Josh Young, Nate Lowe, Jonah Heim, and any of the guys that they have the idea might be a DH for them this year in Justin Foscue. They've got it, or Wyatt Lankford. 
something like that. Those guys have got to continue to get better and thrive and be successful at, 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 at not be successful. Fine. They've been successful, but they've got to continue to, to make strides in their game. Like we saw from Nate Lowe last year, yeah. you know, like we saw from Leody Tavares last year, like right. we saw when Evan Carter came up that look, Jonah Heim in 2022 had a pretty nice first half of the season, but he fizzled in the second half. We didn't see that last year. Now, next year, we need a full year of Jonah Heim where he doesn't have any injury concerns and he and he continues to hit from both sides of the plate and he adds a little bit more power to his game. The same thing with Nate Lowe. You've got to see him add some power to his game because he's got tons of power. He just hasn't been hitting you know the home runs that I feel like that he could hit if he's not, you know, trying to do, you know, do too much. I feel like he needs to just sit back a little bit more and drive the ball just a little bit more and not worry about opposite field doubles, worry more about driving the ball to the gaps. Josh Young, he's got to cut that strikeout percentage down, but I think he's going to do it. I think that a lot of his strikeouts came last year because of discipline, and he wasn't going to come off of his strike zone, and he ended up getting rung up on a lot of those. I think that percentage could be down under 20% this year. Um, Evan Carter has got to prove that he can hit lefties. I think he has a chance to do that. Leody Tavares has got to continue to make strides in center field, and he's got to continue to make strides at the plate. And Justin Foscue, um, he's got to prove that he can be a big league hitter. Um, Wyatt Langford, you've got to see him continue to get better. If Ezekiel Duran's going to be on this thing, you've got to see his swing percentage go down, and he's got to stop swinging at so much stuff out of the strike zone. Um, but those are things that that youth has to continue to improve for this thing to continue to get better. And the youth movement is here, and that that farm system that we've talked about so much that's been so good for the last several years and been a top 10 farm system uh, over the course of what, since about 2021 now, you've got to see that start to, to produce. And we saw some of it last year in Duran and Young. And, and now this year, you've got another chance with Carter and Lankford. And, you know, you've got to see that continue to improve and you've got to continue to see the, the the young guys get better, and that includes Dane Dunning, that includes Cody Bradford, and the and the starting pitchers that we had talked about in the last couple of um, segments. Yeah, yeah, I think you bring up a really good point with um, when you're talking about like seeing these guys take another step. I think you know with just imagine, and this is just kind of the way I think about this. You know, getting similar contributions from from uh, Simeon and Seeger and and Garcia, um, you know, you want to see that. But like, imagine just seeing a re- performance from uh, Jonah Heim. Imagine seeing Josh Young, you know, become closer to uh, the the cat from Baltimore's numbers. Uh, Gunner is it Gunner Henderson? Gunner Henderson. Right, and he had a, he was on he was on pace for that. Like he yeah. was. The, one rookie um for the first half of the season that's why he made the all-star team um you know like you talked about with evan carter seeing him you know really take a step as it relates to hitting lefties and being consistent as he was 
continuing against right-handers. And then, you know, the wild card in terms of position players is if if Leone Tavares takes another step, um, this could this whole thing could just just explode. Um, but well, I also, I'd much rather have more problems than I have room to deal with than not enough problems. I, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. And that, and I mean that in the sense that I would love for Tavares, Duran, Carter, Langford, all those guys to just be lights out and make them make a decision on those guys or make them make a decision on other guys because they've done what they need to do to get themselves in a spot to, to trust. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a great, I think that's just a great ad. Um, well, man, I don't have any more as it relates to um, as it relates to this subject. I mean, we well, the, well, I you know, it's funny. I put number one on there as the youth has to continue to thrive. Man, just I know why you did the table for you. Yeah, you did. You set it up ready. You you laid it out there. It's the tea. Yeah, it's on the tee. I'm ready to knock it out. And you know, these young guys that we're talking about here. If you hadn't been listening to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys, um, if you hadn't been listening, you may not know them. You may just know a little bit about them. But if you'd been listening to our show, uh, you would be an expert on this Rangers minor league system because we've talked about every single one of these young guys um, at length, uh, whether it was Josh Young before the season last year, Evan Carter all throughout the season, uh, Mark Church and Antoine Kelly as well, all throughout the season. You wouldn't be strangers to any of these guys. And if you go to our website, WW, wow, Texas. I love it. I love it. No, don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com. <laughs> all one word. If you go over there or our Spotify page and you subscribe, you can get the the up-to-date of all of this. And we just did our AAA starting pitching deep dive. And man, uh, if you listened to the last episode, you knew some of the names. We brought some names out there that you hadn't heard of. So uh, not even going to give you some teasers because there's names on there that we didn't talk about on the main show. You're going to have to go there and check it out. It's just a $1.99, man. $1.99. And you can make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers minor league. So the best best there it is. dollars you'll spend. Best, best twenty four you'll spend in twenty four. How about that? Sounds good to me. I, I, hey, if if it were me, I would be paying the two dollars, but I get to listen to it for free. Right, right. Well, and same here. We're we're just both uh, in in an in, a, in an advantageous position. But hey, we got one more segment, don't we? Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the Rangers bullpen. We're we're making it to the end of our round the diamond. This is hey, that's two things that we finished in th- this year on the on the show already. So because last year we started around the diamond and then it got really really sad at the end. <laughs> well, it was well, like we were like uh, we were like adding posit- like people to talk about just because we didn't you know we were trying to kill a full show instead of just a segment. So I feel like we've come a long ways. No, we definitely have. So um, there is definitely uh, some good stuff to talk about as it relates to this bullpen. Um, again, we're going to need these guys to take a step this year. 
Uh, it's got to happen or this team will not survive. Um, we're going we're gonna to need the extra help from this bullpen. And, you know, some guys last year that made major steps. Um, we talked about yesterday, Josh Spores. We talked about um, Jose LeClerc, which what a pleasant surprise he turned out to be uh, towards the end of the season. Um, you know, we talked about Brock Burke as well. And these guys just have to step up, man. There's, there's just no, there's no way that we can go through what we went last year, went through last year. Um, and it be, and it be acceptable, um, as it relates to this team. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that we're going into this year with the same closer that we had last year, but there's a lot more, um, I don't know what the word, like trust maybe in him this year than there was last year at this time when we talked about LeClerc because last year we didn't kind of know what he was going to have. And he was kind of closing based on, you know, what they had um, as far as, uh, as you know, guys in the bullpen and really to start the season, he came out and he didn't really have his stuff. Yeah. I remember he, he had... was throwing 93, 94 miles an hour, throwing the a bluff. lot of cut change-ups and trying to get guys out with the cutter or that cut change-up and the slider and uh, I think they call it a slombia, right? Uh, oh. um, but, uh, <laughs> it, you know, midway through the season, you know, he's he's firing 96. He's starting to earn a role in the bullpen again. And then by the time the Rangers, uh, you know, are in this playoff run that they made put together last year, LeClerc's closing ball games down. And, and now you're going into 2024 with a little bit of confidence in LeClerc as the, as the closer. And, and, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. There's options out there for other relief pitchers that could come in here and be the closer. But as of right now, I mean, LeClerc's the closer and there's no real reason to believe that, you know, unless it's internally that anyone's going to take that job from him right now. Yeah, I mean the way he the way he looked down the stretch last year, and the way he looked in the um, postseason. Yeah, the way he looked in the postseason. I mean, it just what can you say, man? I mean, it was it was like the right the right place at the right time, and the Rangers sorely when the Rangers sorely needed somebody, um, he was there for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and you know, I mean, and then when you're looking at their setup guys, their seventh and eighth inning guys. Um, right now, I would say it's probably Spores in the eighth inning. Um, if it's not, you know, switched with him and LeClerc. I mean, Spores healthy. We've seen it all. See, we saw it all season last year. When he's healthy, he's really good. And whenever he's got injury issues or he's got a little bit of something going on, that that good turns into bad real fast. And, right. and you know, but but for the most part, when he was healthy and when he was good, he was real good last year. And, you know, I mean, he's going to have inflated numbers last year from basically just that September Houston series. But, I mean, at the end of it, I mean, you know, when, when they needed sports to be good last year, he was really good. And you're hoping and you're banking on, you know, they're counting on him to be that good going into the season this year. And hopefully he can stay healthy and, and be that guy that they want him to be. And uh, in the seventh inning, I would say probably Kirby Yates at the moment um and maybe you know i mean anybody on the rangers you know like anybody that's on the 40 man besides yates 
it, it could be, you know, Hernandez would have to return to form. Um, same thing, Brock Burke, uh, Grant Anderson probably isn't a, a, a back into the bullpen guy just yet. Hopefully he makes some strides this year as well. Uh, as much as we enjoyed Jake Latt's closing ball games down for Round Rock last year, it probably isn't going to happen at uh, the big league level. Yuri Rodriguez probably isn't in a position to close down ball games yet. So, you know, you're, you're talking about Yates is probably that setup guy. Um, and then, you know, you go through uh, Yates. I mean, he's an older guy, but he's been around. He's closed ball games before in the big leagues. He was really good with San Diego before he ran into some arm troubles. And, you know, he was really good last year for the Braves. And I can see why, you know, the Rangers are excited about having him on board. Uh, you want to see Jonathan Hernandez get back to 2022 Jonathan Hernandez. You want to see, uh, you know, the control get back to what it was. And and you kind of saw that at the end of the season last year. And he was pretty good down the stretch and had a, a, a an injury that prevented him from helping the bullpen in the, in the playoffs. Uh, Brock Burke, he struggled um, quite a bit last year. Um, I would imagine he'd like to put that thing behind him and focus on this year and get back to getting in guys grills quick and, and, and getting guys out again. Uh, Grant Anderson, a lot, lot of, uh, um, a lot of improvement last year over what he was. I mean, this was a guy that started in double a and was on the, you know, roster for some of the playoffs even. Uh, So you want to see him continue to improve. Um, Hopefully that cutter will, continue to get getting guys uh, cages and, and, and be a really good pitch to come in, get guy, get a guy out of a jam for sure with a double play, something like that. Um, but he's got to do more than just that. He's got to be able to get outs on a regular basis back there. Um, Lats Rodriguez. Um, you could still see, I could still see moves that would, you know, put guys in front of them. Um, and then, you know, kind of at that triple a level, you're talking about um, um, Church and Kelly for sure, who are on the 40 man, and then you've got Diego Castillo, who uh, they signed with the with the non roster invite, and Jesus Tanako, the same thing. And then once the, once you get lower than that, you know you've got some some promise in some of the guys. I mean Grant Wolfram, Robbie Alstrom, uh, those are guys that you've got. Uh, you know, you've got some hope in those guys. They've got makeup. You, you think that maybe they're guys that could help the, the squad. Um, Chase Lee is an interesting character, but I don't know if he has stuff to get guys out in the big leagues. Um, Daniel Robert is a guy that's going to continue to improve. And, and you know, I mean, maybe at some point he might be a guy that can help in the bullpen. Uh, they've still got Tyler Zombro. uh in the system who was a guy that had gotten outs with Tampa Bay in the past, got hit in the head by a baseball. I think we talked about him last year, but he got hit in the head, had some, some real bad uh, trauma from that worked his way back and through some innings last year, but uh, ended up getting hurt and not really having an opportunity to show what he had. And then as you get lower than that, are there some guys that maybe could help out at some point? Um, maybe, maybe not. 
maybe um maybe some of the guys like Skylar Hales that they drafted last year he might be a guy that moves fast through the rota- the system we also talked about uh, Emiliano Teoda um if he ends up being moved to the bullpen i can see him moving through the the system quick and being a guy that could get outs in the big leagues this year and then they've also got uh, our buddy Bubba Tuiana Toa um, that you know had such a really uh, really good fall league last year. Um, really uh, put himself on the map as a uh, as a as a guy that's going to help somebody's bullpen at some point. Um, so he might be a guy that you might see um, move through the system quick and maybe make three or four. Um, you know, maybe start at Hickory and make his way all the way to the big leagues before the end of the year. Um, but uh, outside of that, you're talking about most of those young guys are going to be a ways off and, and uh, you know, you're going to probably find some of your bullpen pieces through failed starters or guys that just don't get the job done as starters. And, and, you know, that could be, you know, even guys like Cole Wynn, um, uh, someone like that, you know, so uh, who knows just, uh, just yet, but as of right now, I'm in, uh, I could still see them making some moves to bring some bullpen pieces in to help that thing as we get closer to spring training. Love it. Love it. Well, Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Happy new year, new year, uh, new, new boys. Um, <laughs> no, that's still awful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't New Year, to... same boys. I don't know. Maybe we can uh, we can work that out. I'm not sure, but um, hey, thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. www.one dot <laughs> one word. Oh man, and where you can ex- subscribe to our exclusive content. Down on the farm with the boys, just $1.99 a month. Thank you for following us on your favorite podcasting platform. For the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. 2024, we are signing out.